I'm Cody. And I'm Dana. And you're listening to the Goddamn Football Podcast. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick James. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick James. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick James. I get star status. Hey. Star status tonight. And we ain't stopping till they cut on the lights. That's right. Hit record. Are we recording? It looks like we are. Okay. Welcome everybody. Uh, this is our very, very first show. My name is Dana. This is my cousin Cody. Uh, we came up with the idea to do a podcast together because we both love football. Whole lives have been always kind of arguing about football back and forth. I'm a huge Packers fan. He's a huge Eagles fan. Um, both excellent franchises. Eagles are kind of shitty this year, but ups and downs. <laughs> Cody's got some stuff uh, he's got on his chest he needs to get off, you know. Um, we're going to get started with the show. Cody is the brains behind the, all the content and the operation. Uh, I'm more the tech guy. I'm going to try to make sure that we have good, nice, seamless shows. And in the future, uh, we're going to take any questions, uh, comments, suggestions, and we're going to try to make this a badass show. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to say badass, so I'm going to say it badass again. That's that's the whole goal. Just like that intro song you heard, we did that. And the first word that came to our minds was badass. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hand it over to Cody now. Um, and We're going to get started with uh, the first couple things on the show. Yeah, I just want to say, also chime in that uh, we're both Buckeyes fans. Go Bucks! Go Bucks! First thing on the order today, I would like to talk about the shit show that the Eagles have become in the last four years since winning a Super Bowl, our first Super Bowl. Um, they have benched our franchise quarterback, my quarterback as I call him, that's my guy, Carson Wentz. Um, I'm just not okay with it. It's just... In my opinion, you don't when you have a franchise quarterback, you don't bench him. I don't care what kind of struggles he's going through. You, you don't bench the franchise guy, especially when you just paid him a year ago. Yeah, they're scheduled to pay him, I think, fifty million over the next few years. Why would you bench that investment? Yeah, I mean it is, and, and the Eagles is the only franchise ever. They did the same thing to McNabb. They're the only franchise. That I've ever seen bench a franchise quarterback and they've done it twice. I mean, just to just for argumentative sake though, I mean Carson Wentz has been having a down year. Now, I can say first hand not firsthand, obviously, I'm not in the NFL, but I can say from from the outside looking in, he's in a shit show of a situation. His his O line can't block, his receivers can't get open. Um I would be having a down year, I think. Any quarterback would be having a down year. I, I keep trying to refer as though I can play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no no NFL quarterback, so um, I'm just saying I can relate with the guy for having a down season, but when it comes to the NFL, it's like you got to be putting up stats now. you got to be winning games now. And if you're not doing what's good for me right now, you're getting canned. 
And we see that every day. Excellent, talented quarterbacks or players in general getting let go or benched all because the production isn't here right now, even though this is a team sport and it all depends on everybody else playing their roles. Yeah, the NFL stands for not for long. But my my thing is, like, I know Wentz had down here, and I'm not gonna say sit here and, and act like he doesn't look like terrible shit because he has. But everybody wants to blame the quarterback, bench quarterback. The coaching and the GM have failed him. Who's he throwing to? Who's protecting him? Is that defense that great? No, it's not. I mean, I just, I don't get it. But, I mean, we'll see what Jalen Hurts can do. And that's that's the next thing on the list. Jalen Hurts, who everybody knows, was benched when he was in college in Alabama. That, that's my problem with it, is... You know, the kid was benched when he when he was in college against guys that are nowhere near NFL talent. But you but you think he's gonna do better than Wentz? I hope he does. I mean, I think if you put him in the right system, like if Chip Kelly was our coach right now, I'd be all for Jalen Hurts. Let's go. But Chip Kelly ain't here no more. It's Doug Peterson. He hurts. He gonna get killed. <laughs> he gonna get killed by the Saints defense. Um, one thing I will say he's got going for him is the black quarterback. The Eagles have had a lot of success with black quarterbacks that can run. All our best quarterbacks have been black that can run. Um, other than that. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know, Dan. I don't know. Still not ready to give up on Wentz. I mean, I I hear you there because when Wentz came out, the talk about him was he's the next Aaron Rodgers. I mean, everybody was putting him in that conversation before he even really proved himself. <laughs> I was offended by it because I'm like, Wentz ain't shit. Let him freaking prove it. Like... You know, he had one good season. Let him let him do that again. And, you know, so far, he kind of hasn't. But I also feel for the guy because his situation has been garbage. Um, you know, uh, everybody's human. And it's kind of hard to play a team sport when the rest of your team's not holding up their end of the deal. That being said, Hertz came in the other day versus the Packers, was it? Yep. Yeah, I, we were watching that game together. So Hertz came in, and I started getting nervous because you know he he drove down, gave us a, gave him a scoring chance, uh, put the game within two scores, I think. Um, oh no, Rager had that punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, or Rager gave it, put the game within one score, and then we went down. The Packers went down and was able to kind of close the game out after. After all that went down, but uh, Jalen Hurts came in and, and definitely gave the team a spark. Now, that being said, can you do that for a whole game when teams are game planning against you? Um, 
be ready for Jalen Hurts to, to see Blitzkrieg. You know, it's going to be Blitz, this young guy, make him, make him make fast decisions and keep him in the pocket. Whereas Packers were, you know, the game plan for Carson Wentz, who typically stays in the pocket unless he has to get out of the pocket. So, you know, Jalen Hurts, first thing he does is get out of the pocket. That's why he was able to provide said spark, in my opinion. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Packers getting some, some more time against scrambling quarterbacks because they typically be, or historically, are the ones who, who tend to beat us. They get out of that pocket. And they just destroy us. I can think back to um, what's his name from the 49ers? Kaepernick. Yep, Kaepernick. The way he destroyed us <laughs> was throwing yeah. the ball. But the reason he was able to destroy us is he'd have like one or two runs, get way out of the pocket, and then he'd run 10, 20 yards down the field, untouched, by the way. And then. We start playing contain, and we play this safer defense, thinking if we cover them long enough, eventually we'll get the sack. Nope, doesn't happen. He picked us apart like a great quarterback, and you see, you know, what's happening with um, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes right now, just tearing up the league. I, I feel like Kaepernick and Mahomes, talent-wise, were on the same level but Mahomes has the brains and Mahomes has the um, awareness. Yeah, the awareness and really that, that it factor, you know. Um, he, he obviously, Kaepernick was smart. He could pick apart defenses when given the chance. But it, it's that consistency of bad decision-making that he made. And it all started... With him taking a kneel, in my opinion, um, him taking a kneel, it, what's even more crazy is that sparked a revolution in, in American society. We'll talk about that some other episode. Um, but that decision, how, you know, in my opinion, I still still hold true to the fact that I think it was a bad decision, um, ended up being a good thing. Uh, so just because something's bad for football doesn't necessarily mean it's bad for the world. And uh, I hope we can get into that kind of stuff in our future shows and get some opinions uh, of our audience. But I'm getting off topic here, so I'm going to uh, shoot on back to Cody and we can continue with our repertoire. All right, another thing I want to talk about State of the Eagles. I want to say what they need to do after this season is over, this garbage season. You need to fire Doug Peterson and his staff. You need to fire Jim Howie Roseman. Go hire Lewis Riddick. Yes. Lewis Riddick of ESPN. He was, he was, he was a scout for us under... Um, Andy Reid and the first year of Chip Kelly. Howie Roseman fired him because Howie Roseman thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. That worked for a while for Howie. 
He asked the Super Bowl, our first Super Bowl ever. Thanks, man. That was four years ago. Like, it, 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 it's time to go. It's time for you to be out of here. You can't draft. I mean, you take J.J. out of single white side over D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf. Probably the closest thing to Calvin Johnson that we've seen. And you just let him pass on by? Like, see ya? Are you serious? Like, I don't see how everybody passed on him that year. If 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 I was a GM, I'd put that boy in the first round in a heartbeat. I mean, the dude is a monster. I mean, I don't know what was on his medical reports. and Sometimes you just got to take a flyer on a medical report. <laughs> I mean, if the guy's got everything else, sometimes you got to take a flyer on a medical report. Yeah, I mean, coming out of college, his his numbers were excellent. His work ethic um, seemed to never be in question. His metrics, his you know, his size, height, all that. Um, the guy was a, a complete stud, and the fact that there was any negativity about maybe his medical record is just you know um, a little bit baffling that it was taken so heavily to account. Like, if he's out there playing, even if he has anything medical going on, then he's on the field. You know, we see NFL players on the injury list all year round, but still playing the games. That's what counts. Is he playing? Is 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 there game time there? Um, to, to Yeah, to, to pass on him, in fact... I don't even know if the Packers had the chance to to draft him. They had a terrible draft as well. I, I want to get that off my chest probably in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, they passed on DK too. DK was taken in the third round. Wow. So every team passed on DK. He should at least twice. <laughs> obviously, we're looking at what should have been a first round pick. Hindsight twenty twenty though, right? You know. Um, we gotta do better at doing some of our homework. And that includes me and that includes Cody at making sure, you know, when we have these topics, we know everything that we're talking about. But from what I remember, you know, DK in college was a beast and should have been in the first round. I'm not sure how he slipped all the way to the third. Yeah, um, me neither. But back back to Howie Roseman. I mean, this has been a this has been a problem for a long time. And we won a Super Bowl because this guy got lucky. He went out, signed up, signed a whole bunch of free agents, and he literally hit on every free agent he signed. That's what got us the Super Bowl. Garrett Blunt. Um. Uh, I mean, uh, Tory Smith. Guys from uh, guys who won Super Bowls at other places. Chris Long, I mean, just studs, and 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 that was fine. I mean, that covered up his misses in the draft for a while, but I mean, now you're starting every year. We're starting five and six, five and seven, or worse. That's just not acceptable to me. 
I mean, I first became a football fan. Andy Reid had this team winning at least 12 games every year. And then the NFC Championship game every year, one step away from the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just not, I mean, when they hired Doug Peterson, that's what they said that it was going back to. Well, we've seen it once. One year, and out of five. It's just not okay. Change is needed. I'd be more alright with keeping Peterson for another year, as long as Roseman's gone. Or at least relieved of GM duties. Or at least the draft and free agency and so forth. You know, back to the receivers. I mean, he's a long list. In 2013, he took Jordan um, Jordan Matthews, and I was a Jordan Matthews fan in college, and I loved the pick. But, Danny, do you know who he passed up to take Jordan Matthews? What year was this? 2013. 2013. Hmm, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Who did he pass up on? Packers number one wide right receiver right now. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. <laughs> yep, Devontae was overlooked by many. Devontae Adams is arguably the best receiver in football right now. You can make an argument for a couple other guys. You know where Jordan Matthews is at? Sitting at home on his couch, watching football every week just like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You can't make this stuff up, man. It, it, I, I just... Howie Roseman, he's, he's a nerd. He's good with cap money. But... Especially after we won that Super Bowl, he just he, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Like, I'm going to reach for somebody, but I'm going to reach for that stud. And you're wrong every time. Quit doing it. The scouts told him, take Justin Jefferson in the first round, wide receiver out of LSU. Who did he take? Jalen Rager out of TCU. Which Jalen Rager's got some talent, don't get me wrong. But Justin Jefferson's like third in receiving in the league. I mean, <laughs> yep. but at the end of the day, I know our owner, Jeffrey Lurie. He's very close friends with Tommy Roseman. And my biggest fear is he ain't. He's going to keep them in the same position, same place, doing the same shit. And eventually the Philadelphia Eagles are going to turn into the Cleveland Browns. Because. Sure looks like it this year. They swap positions. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too mad. Like, I mean, you know, every once in a while you need, you need a top five pick. But. Also, when change is needed, you need to make them changes. Whether you're friends with them or not. I mean... We'll see. I mean... So... Your head coach, is he calling the plays? Is he your offensive coordinator, too, of the Eagles? Um, Actually, yeah. Uh, last year... The owner made him fire his OC, and he uh, did some interviewing around the league, 
And he had a couple guys he wanted, and they turned him down. There was some other guys that he didn't really want. So he's his own OC. And to me, that's a problem. You can hide it off at the court. I don't care. You know, and you're calling plays, and 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 now um, the owner has, or, yeah, I think the owner made him, like, dibby out the play calling duties to, to other offensive staff members. Wow. Um, and he's always called the plays since he's been head coach there in Philly. So from the outside looking in, signs point to they might be getting ready to fire him. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if they take away your offensive coordinator and then you bury yourself because you can't pl- call plays well and he starts making other offensive coaches call the plays, the owner. Yeah. Uh, Signs point to potentially you get what you want here. Well, I mean, I want Doug Peterson gone, but I want Howard Roseman gone more. Yeah, cause he's the one drafting. Okay. It don't matter. It don't matter who's under center. If you if you're not drafting the right talent to fit your schemes offensively or defensively, it don't matter. You can, you can put Aaron Rodgers back there under center. You can put Patrick Mahomes. They're gonna fail. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a team sport. No talents, no talents. Yeah. I I still can't say like. Any team in the entire NFL, um, I've come to this realization, in my opinion, that talent isn't everything. Once you've once you've made it to the NFL, sure you're gonna have all the most talented players and stuff, but there's something about coaching and getting the best out of your players as well. And you know, uh, I'm not sure. I can't really knock much on Doug Peterson, but you see some of the best teams in the NFL that make those playoff runs consistently every year they're going to the playoffs. You know, they might have a down season here and there. But those teams like the Steelers, the the Ravens tend to consistently make the playoffs, the Packers, the Patriots, all those teams, guess what they have in common? Great long-term head coaches. Not just all this turnover. Don't get, don't become the Browns where you're firing all these coaches because they have a down season. You know, um, I'm not saying Doug Peterson is the perfect coach for them. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be the best or it wouldn't be a bad decision to fire him. But um, when you become just a revol- revolving door of any position in management of football it tends to cause problems um, you know long term and then all of a sudden you're no longer a, a storied franchise you're the Browns or the Lions well, they're still storied just <laughs> <laughs> they're just storied horribly yeah uh, I, I will make a comment on that um this year, we've had three players. Russell Douglas, Sidney Jones, and Nelson Aguilar, who all have not done, didn't do nothing for the Eagles the last three years. Um, 
Aguilar had a decent season the year we won the Super Bowl. But outside of that, he's looked terrible. And then he goes to Oakland, and he looks like a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Russell Douglas, starting quarterback down in Carolina. Uh, Sidney Jones, starting cornerback down in Jacksonville. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's coaching. Yeah. Right? Like, that was Nelson Aguilar was a first-round pick. Um, Sidney Jones was a second-round pick, and Russell Douglas was a third-round pick. And as obvious, you didn't miss them because they suck. You missed, them. you missed on them picks because the coach or bad scheme fit. Yeah. One of the two. I mean, if you get drafted, you've obviously got talent. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, sure, you got to hold the players accountable, too. You know, it, it, just because you got all the talent in the world, if you don't have the will to succeed, you get your paycheck once you get in the NFL and you, you take your money and run. I mean, we see that happen all the time as well. Um, but that being said... When you see a track record of players leaving your team to go to other teams and then all of a sudden becoming super successful, usually the signs are pointing to that player-coach interaction wasn't working out so well. And if it's typically happening on a repetitive nature, then it, it really is pointing towards your coaching, you know. That those coaches aren't doing a good job of getting the best out of those talented players. Um, and, you know, it, d does that mean they get fired? No, not necessarily, but it definitely means upper management needs to be asking questions. You know, how are you getting better? How are you going to prevent this from happening again? All right, I think I've had enough of the Eagles and Let's get, let's get on to some college football. Moving on from the NFL, huh? Yep. All right. Go Bucks. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts. Because there's a lot of people complaining about this. Coach, other coaches, blah, blah, blah. Your thoughts on Big Ten changing the rules to let Ohio State go to the conference title game. You know, uh, I've always been the type that if I'm on a team who gets a break, you take advantage of the break. You, you take what is given. So I don't blame Ohio State for taking advantage of the opportunity whatsoever. But the fact that the opportunity was presented... And in such a, for lack of a better term, malicious way, you literally change the rules. <laughs> uh, anytime the rules have ever been changed that I can think of in history, it's during the off season, and then they implement them for the next season. So, it's unfair. I can see the point of view from any other team in college football Especially if Ohio State ends up making the playoffs after only playing, what, six games? Yep. Unheard of, ridiculous, and it sucks because I am a hardcore Packer, Ohio State Buckeyes fan, 
and there's so much talent on that team. Do I think they would have won all of their games this year and made the playoffs anyways? Absolutely. But the fact of the matter, COVID has screwed everything. And they haven't been able to play those games. And you can't change the facts. But somehow you can change the rules to where the facts are less significant, evidently. <laughs> I don't know, Cody, what do you think? I I kind of disagree with you. I, I, I tell Nick Saban and Dan Mullen and Debo Sweeney, quit crying. You're crying because you're scared. You're crying because you don't want none of Ohio State, especially Dabo. He knows he got lucky last year, and he knows he ain't going to get lucky again if he sees Ohio State in that playoff. I said it I said it when uh, before the season started that this is the best Ohio State team on paper I've ever seen, ever. Saying a lot. Um, and I, <laughs> I've been... A, I've been a Ohio State fan for 19 years now. Best team on paper I've ever seen. Now, I will say that if they get in the playoff, I think they got an advantage because they're not as beat up as the other teams will be. That's where I think it's unfair. Um, so, I mean, it is unfair, but it's not Ohio State's fault. I'll stay the next with COVID. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, and if it wasn't for Ohio State, there would have been no Big Ten football this year at all. Ohio State pushed for it, pushed for it, pushed for it, pushed for it. So while, you know, coaches from other conferences can be mad, the coaches from the Big Ten can't because you would never have had a shot in the first place. And, you know, Dan Mullen, Florida's head coach, says you want to, they're rewarding, he didn't say the name, they're rewarding Ohio State for playing less games. No, Mullen, they're rewarding Ohio State for not losing. Your team lost twice. Shut up. <laughs> you had your chance. And you lost. You lost to Texas A&M. You had a good team. You lost to LSU last night. LSU is three and five. I don't know what to tell you. Did you watch any college football last night? Unfortunately, I uh, had some other work I had to. 10-2, I wasn't able to watch any games yesterday. Well, I, I only watched half a game, and that was the Florida LSU game. And I absolutely loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, anybody knows me, um, I, hate, I hate the University of Florida. They, uh, one game that I'll never, I'll never get over was that 2006 national title game when they just, they just stopped us. I'll never get over that game. And anytime I see Florida lose, it just oh, it puts a, it puts a smile on my face. I love it. I hate them almost as much as I hate that team up north. 
Yeah, and, and, but I will say, Kyle Trask, their quarterback, he won't get the Heisman because Alabama's quarterback will, and he's undefeated. But Kyle Trask's a better quarterback. Where do you put Justin Fields in that talk? I, uh, I can't less because games. less games. So how can you make that argument for him, yet not make that argument for putting the team in the freaking Big Ten championship game, which probably ends up leading them to the college football playoffs as well? Are they still in the top four in ranking, right? I mean, I still don't. I still don't think Fields is as good as he is Trask. Is um. Fields game against Indiana when he I believe I believe it was Indiana when he threw three picks in one game and kind of yeah that one game it got to me and it's like yeah that's a lot yeah now Travis had three turnovers last night against LSU and two picks and a fumble so I guess it's kind of the same thing but the only difference is Ohio State won and, and Florida lost. Yeah, that was a good thing. I can't. Or that is one thing I can say about Fields and those picks, is they didn't cost us the game, and he was still a key contributor towards our win. He wasn't yeah. a key contributor towards our detriment. You know what I mean? Like, I think two of those were tip passes. One of them was an obvious pick. Um, but you know uh, when. Turnovers end up costing the game because of their time and place. Sometimes the impact of that, you know, and sometimes you can't quarterback can, can't control the time and place, but what you can control is your play. So uh, I, I'd like to say that Fields should still be in the, the, the argument, especially if you're considering that Ohio State is still getting a CFP bid right now. They're in fourth. At only five and zero, oh. the rest of the teams have all played ten games. Uh, Twice as many. I, I mean, you're right. So here, I, I'll tell you the guys I said in New York: Kyle Trask, Florida; Justin Fields, Ohio State; and uh, probably Devontae Smith, um, the wide receiver from Alabama, who I think is going to be a stud in the NFL. Probably not. I mean, With, considering the schedule, one thing I've thought about recently is since Ohio State's not playing so many Big Ten games, there's this one team that we have some uh, attachment to. Their, their head coach happened to, used to be a, a defensive coordinator and head coach. <laughs> At Ohio State. Interim head coach for a year. Yep, interim head coach, Luke Fickle. Cincinnati Bearcats are 8-0, currently ranked 8 in the college football playoff rankings. Why can't Ohio State arrange a meetup with them? Make To me, it's interstate. They have ties to each other. Arrange a game, Ohio State versus Cincinnati. Ohio State wins... 
that legitimizes their appearance in the playoffs for me. Cincinnati wins, that legitimizes a appearance for them because they've beat a big-time team, which is the only thing keeping them from the top four college football playoff rankings, considering they're 8-0. They've played eight games, haven't lost teams above them, uh, Iowa State eight and two lost two games. Florida eight and one lost a game. Texas A and M lost a game. Clemson at nine and one is ranked third and they've lost. So all these teams with losses yet Cincinnati has none. Granted, who have they played? Well, that's what bids perfect for my argument. Have well, them play Ohio State. It's it, they're not a power five. I mean, what conference is they from? They're not a power five, are they? Um, Cincinnati, I don't know. I'm pretty quite confident they are not. They're probably in the MAC. No, they're not in the MAC. Let me look it up here. Anyways, um, I agree with you. I mean, in my opinion, regardless of what conference they're in, I agree with you. If that was Bowling Green, I'd say put Bowling Green in the college football playoff. Um, but that's not the way some people see it. The committee clearly doesn't see it that way. And my thing is, like, if them teams are going to feed and you're not even going to give them a shot at the playoffs, then why even count them in the rankings? Just leave them out completely out of the rankings. Don't rank them. American Athletic. So they're the AAC. Yeah, not a power five. <clears throat> I got a tribute question for you, Dana. Uh, since that is 8-0 this year, they lost one game last year. Who was the last team to beat Cincinnati? Was it Ohio State? It was Ohio it State. It sure was. I believe it was the... First or second game of last season. I do remember that game. <coughs> Cincinnati played us well in the first quarter, but they just couldn't. Uh, they didn't have the depth to keep up with us. We were rotating our defensive linemen, and our pass rush ended up getting to them pretty heavy. <coughs> I think there were five or six sacks in that game at least. Yeah. Um, next we're going to talk about Conference Championship Weekend. Uh, we kind of already talked about uh, Ohio State and the whole Big Ten thing. They're going to play Northwestern. Um, so you know what? <clears throat> I want to do some game picks. You're talking just the Big Five? Nope. We're going to do all the Conference Championship games. All right. Let's do it. Um, all right. The MAC championship. I know. I'm sorry. The USA. I don't, I don't know what. Conference USA. Conference USA. Yeah. UAB Marshall. I can't say I know very much about either one of those teams. Uh, aside from the movie, we are Marshall. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. 
So, just because I do like that movie, I'm going to go ahead and pick Marshall. So, when we, we're going to go ahead and, uh, well, every episode, we're going to choose a category and we'll, me and Cody will both make some picks. And then, uh, I'm thinking maybe we can make a little competition between me and Cody at the end of, well, every year. So, come this time next year, we'll tally up who did better. In fact, maybe instead of starting it, you know, towards the end of a season like this, you know, we'll just tally it up at the end of all football this year. And then next year we'll start from the very beginning. But, uh, Cody's going down. It's all good. <laughs> I also am picking Marshall because of the movie We Are Marshall. And I know that uh, one of the greatest receivers that ever played the game, Randy Moss, that's where he went. That's his alma mater. So, we'll go with that. Back championship, Ball State, Buffalo. Um, I got to go with Buffalo on this one. Um, Ball State, so typically I don't pay too much attention to the MAC, but growing up in Northwest Ohio, right by two MAC teams, BGSU and UT, uh, we definitely get to hear a little bit of news on the MAC, and it seems like Ball State's that hated team, nobody really likes them, um, and Buffalo tends to be one of those teams that they're almost too big for the Mac, but, uh, you know, they're, they're there, and they have a pretty good team this year from what I'm reading and hearing, so I'm going to go ahead and pick them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick Buffalo, too. Um, I want to chime in on that whole uh, Mac thing share a little story about my son. So I, I'm I'm huge outside of Ohio State I'm a huge BGSU fan. I got I buy BGSU stuff. My son's got several BGSU outfits. And I come home from the store one day and my girlfriend has my son in a Toledo Rockets onesie. Oh hell no. Oh I flipped out. I said, uh-uh, you get that thing off my son right now. <laughs> my son don't wear no Toledo Rockets crap. Yep. She took it off him. <laughs> Toledo is that team up north for BGSU. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Toledo is the Michigan of Mac. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say Toledo got a, better, got a better program than BGSU, but I don't care. I mean, no. I'm all for BGSU. All right. Next, we have the Pac-12 championship game. Washington versus USC. Um. So USC has actually come on as of late. It seems like I'm picking all the home teams here, but I, I'm gonna go with USC over Washington. Um. I do like Washington. They've been one hell of a surprise coming out the last few years, being very consistent. Uh, but I think USC is just a little too big of a program for them to overcome. Yeah, I, I got to agree. I'm going USC. 
Um, Washington's a good football team. They just don't get the talent that USC gets. Right. USC gets Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson talent. Yes. Washington does not. They do not get that type of talent. They get three and four stars. We get four and five stars. You know, USC gets four and five stars. Um, Next up, I mean, we both got to agree on this game. Big Ten Championship game. Northwestern versus Ohio State. It's not even close. Uh, Go Bucks. I agree. Blowout. We don't win by... At least four touchdowns, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> 21 rule. I say three touchdowns, but could be four. Um, Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Iowa State. Iowa State. Sorry. I am not pronouncing very well right now. <laughs> I just said Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa. Um, So I finally am going to take an away team here Um, Iowa State has been solid um, But there's just something about Oklahoma When they play in championships or bowl games They tend to step it up Um, So that's that's my pick this game Oklahoma or Iowa State And (laughs) once again I gotta agree. I like uh I really like Iowa State's head coach. Um I'm kind of been waiting on him to leave Iowa State. Go up to something bigger. Um you know, go up to a school like like a USC, like an Ohio State, like a Clemson, like an Alabama, like a Florida, you know, one of these schools that gets four or five star recruits because this guy just I mean, he continuously takes his program, who gets two or three star recruits. They lose, you know, two three games a year or whatever. And but I mean, uh, I can't remember who he beat the other day, but it was. I know he beat Oklahoma this year. Um, no. So is so, that a rematch game? Yeah, so he's got, he's got, he's got to do it again. But I believe in Coach. I, be, I believe he'll get the job done. Oklahoma's very overrated. Um, they no longer have a Heisman so, runner, runner up at quarterback after, you know, they had two Heisman winners in a row, and then last year Jalen Hurts was there, and he was the runner up. So are you going against me now? You're picking on Iowa State and not Oklahoma? I'm I'm picking Iowa State, yeah. Oh, I picked Oklahoma. Oh, you picked Oklahoma? Yeah. Oklahoma tends to step it up for championship games and big games is what I was saying. So that's Boise State. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sun Belt Championship game. Louisiana against Coastal Carolina. You know, I don't know too much about either one of these teams. But if I had to choose a place to vacation, it would be Louisiana. So, sorry, Coastal Carolina. I love the Carolinas, and I love Myrtle Beach, and I love the beaches of the Carolina coasts. But nothing beats a freaking ride in the bayou 
on a freaking gator boat. I don't know if you've ever done that, anybody, but it is an amazing experience. Much better than sticking your feet in the sand, in my opinion. So I'm going Louisiana. I'll tell you what beats it. An undefeated Coastal Carolina football team. That's what beats it. I'm going Coastal Carolina. Well, at least you know something about those two teams. <laughs> that is literally it. The Coastal Carolina's undefeated. I have no idea what Louisiana is. I know they're the home. They're the they're the away teams. Yep. So, uh, and I also I I love the Carolinas. So, love Myrtle Beach. Alright, ACC championship game. This could be interesting. So, for some reason, growing up in a fairly Christian community, now my family didn't go to church too much, but I uh, definitely have a lot of friends, strong churchgoers, and it seems like, especially in the Catholic community, um... It's like if you're an Ohio State fan, you have to hate Notre Dame. Don't get it. Don't understand. Sure, both schools have had their, their fair share of, of negative media, uh, and we're not even going to go there. But I have to say, I have nothing but respect for Notre Dame. I think they're an amazing program. I think um, that they try to do things the right way, and a lot of the naysayers out there, um, are just hating to hate, not necessarily based off of what they know about the program. Um, come at me with some facts, and then maybe we'll talk. But, um, you know, that being said, I'm rooting for Notre Dame in this one. And just because of the way Clemson has beat Ohio State in the playoffs in the past, I kind of hate them. So I'm picking Notre Dame all the way. Still not over Clemson whooping on us. Well, first of all, Clemson got lucky last year. Um, Chris Olave ran the wrong route. And Justin Fields got picked off. It is what it is. It happens. It's football. But that's why that's why I'm going with Clemson here. It's because I want Clemson in the playoffs. If Ohio State makes it, I want Clemson first round. I don't want to wait the championship game. No. First round, Clemson versus Ohio State. I get it. Redemption is needed. That's what I want. I, I got into with a fan the other day on Facebook. Oh, you'll never, Ohio State will never beat Clemson. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Never's a long that. time, bud. Yeah. Never's a long time. Yeah. And Ohio State would never beat Alabama in the national championship. But what happened? Well, that was a playoff game. Oh, that yeah, you're right. That was the game. That was the first round of the playoffs. Cordero we were... Patterson, uh, or not Cordero, Cardell Jones stepped in. Yeah. And just killed Alabama with his big arm talent. Yeah. And also, um, Ezekiel Elliott had the most rushing yards ever on a Nick Saban defense. Uh, well, yeah, that's why I'm picking Clemson. Um, will I be mad if Notre Dame wins? No, because that means Clemson ain't making the playoffs, and Sweeney gets to go home and cry. But and also, I'm fine with that too. It also means I'm kicking his ass and pick him. 
Okay. American Championship, or no, I'm sorry. Mountain West Championship game. Boise State versus San Jose State. You know, if this was basketball, I'd be all over San Jose State. But this is football. I know San Jose's home, but there's, Boise is just a force. They have become uh, a true franchise in college football, uh, a name to recognize, the big blue field. Uh, they're going to step it up and, and pull this victory out. For the same reasons I'm going Boise State, it seems like bowl games, they step it up a notch. American Championship game, Tulsa at Cincinnati. Woo! This one's not even close in my opinion. I gotta believe in Luke Fickle and the coaching tree of the Ohio State University. Uh, Tulsa's got no chance. I mean, Cincinnati's gonna destroy them. Um, I'm going Cincinnati for all the same reasons. Basically because of Luke Fickle and that coaching tree with Ohio State. Um, Luke Fickle actually coached under both uh, my two favorite coaches, Urban Meyer and uh, Jim Trestle. Um, yeah, um, I don't, I'm not so sure it's going to be a blowout, but I'm, uh, I'm sure Cincinnati's going to find a way to win the football game. SEC Championship, Alabama, Florida. Well, um, I really don't care who wins this game. You gotta, like, I, I hate both teams. You gotta understand. Everybody is trying to catch up with Alabama. You know? Um, it doesn't matter. Like, you can say there's an argument for Ohio State and Clemson. Um, but... I, I hate Florida because of the way they beat us in national championship years ago. And I hate Alabama because they're like the Patriots of college football. They just fucking win all the time, and it pisses they, me off. They're exactly the Patriots of college yes. football. <laughs> oh, yes. I've been so, saying that for years. Yeah. I Nick Saban's Bill Belichick. So, I have no excuses. I am just a hater because I fucking hate I, I can't say I don't respect them because, my God, they you can't win every year and not be respected. In fact, the stuff that Nick Saban does as a coach is awe-inspiring. I've seen episodes on uh, TV, like a specialty, special run show, I forget the title of it, where Nick Saban's taking guys, troublemakers off the streets in the city and giving them the opportunity to earn a college degree and play football for Alabama. Like he's going to freaking uh, juvenile detention centers and helping try to recruit these kids that are talented and turn their lives around. I mean, that's pretty freaking sweet. Um, that being said, I know another coach who did that back when he was in Florida by the name of Urban Meyer. Yeah. And he's still doing that in Columbus to this day. Uh, so I guess I want to see that type of heritage continue. 
I'm not sure if the Florida head coach is doing anything, the current head coach is doing anything like that, but I know that I do respect Nick Saban um, more than I respect the current state of Florida. So Alabama is my pick. Um, I got to go Alabama because of Nick Saban, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, or soon to be Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Yep, he's making that pick here right now. That um, that Heisman runner-up wide receiver that got Devontae Smith. Um, I, mean, I just I don't I don't see Florida even hanging with him. Um, Florida's got a good tight end, but the name of Kyle Pitts, the quarterback's pretty good. Kyle Pitts is going to have to put for them to stay in this football game. Kyle Pitts is going to have I'll, – I'll go on board to say he's going to have to have the greatest game ever by a tight end. Ever. And that's catches, yards, and touchdowns. In college football. In college football history. <laughs> for this to even stay close. By Pitts, Alabama. All right. Um, I believe that's – it, aside from the MEAC and SWAC. Yeah, that is it. Which is to be determined. Yep. Uh, yeah. So now, we're going to make NFL picks for, oh, some games have already started. Well, how about we just pick the 4 o'clock games? Yeah. And we can pick the night game or Monday game if we want. Yeah. All right, so we're starting with... Jets, Jets Seahawks. Jets Seahawks. Uh, duh. <laughs> this one's pretty easy, guys. I mean, Jets aren't even trying to win. They're trying to get a draft pick, so it's Seahawks all the way. Same. As much as I want to pick the Jets, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I want them to win a game, but they won't, so. Uh, Raiders Colts. Um, this is one hell of a matchup. Uh, yes, it is. And uh, t to be honest, I have a lot of respect for both teams. Uh, I've always thought, um, is it Andrew Carr? I think Andrew's his, his Derek brother. Carr. Derek Carr, yeah, Andrew's his brother. So, no, I, um, David's his brother. David's his brother. Who the hell is Andrew Carr then? Anyways, no I've idea. always had tons of respect for Derek Carr. Um, I love the way he plays the game. I love the grit he's got. Uh, and obviously, you've got uh, kind of a, I don't know, like the red-headed stepchild who's still a badass of a quarterback in Phillip Rivers with the Colts um, out there putting up a great season, stringing together a, a chance to finally get that looming Super Bowl that he's never had. You know, he, he gets put into the discussion of uh, top quarterbacks of all time if he gets that Super Bowl. Otherwise, he's just the guy who always had success and never did, you know. There's a couple other big names out there like that, but um, this one's tough for me. I know the Packers face the Colts, and Colts were able to get a victory. 
uh, over us. However, I felt like Packers left a lot on the table in that game, and I think um, the Raiders are in a little bit more of a desperation mode right now. Colts are going to make the playoffs, in my opinion, even if they lose this game. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I agree with you. This is a tough matchup. Um, but for me, it's it, it's an easy pick. Got a lot of respect for Frank Wright, Colts head coach. He was our offensive coordinator. He never won the Super Bowl. Um, a lot of people think that's Wentz's problem. And after losing him. Um, uh, Phil Rivers is, he's a beast, man. I mean, he came out the same year as Eli Manning. Eli Manning's retired. And Ben, I know Ben has kind of had a resurgent year this season, but the last two seasons, he didn't look too good. And, I mean, I, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see uh, Phil Brimmons get a Super Bowl. What happened, we'll see. But I'm taking the Colts here. Green Bay versus the Detroit Lions. Well, uh, obviously I'm a homer on this one. Uh, I think Packers win it pretty easily. Uh, if there was more at stake for the Lions, I know they've got the talent to hang with us, and it'll probably end up being a closer game than it should be because division games tend to always be, especially yep. in the NFC North. But I do think Packers definitely pull away with a solid victory, probably two touchdowns. I'm going to say Green Bay in a three-point game. Yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be a close one. Uh, San Diego, or no, my bad, Los, or what? Uh, Los Angeles. Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta has all of a sudden decided to turn it on as of later in the season, but. I don't know. Um, Close to the same record, 4-8. and eight, Yeah, we got Herbert at quarterback for the Chargers. He's been so streaky off and on. I just think Atlanta's the more seasoned team here. Neither one of these teams really have much to play for. Um, but you got to give it to Matty Ice and the Falcons. They've found a way to get a few more victories this year. Uh, it's what sucks for them is you know the way they tanked at the beginning of the season. You were thinking they were heading for a good draft pick, but now they kind of screw themselves. They got to <laughs> yeah. start winning some more games. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm thinking Falcons take this one away from the Chargers. I want a little off topic for here for a second. You remember back in the day, I, I told you about the sweet receiver that used to play for Arizona Cardinals named Anquan Bolden. Oh, yeah. Dude was a beast. Best receiver at catching in traffic I ever saw. Well, I'm going to give you another receiver. Nobody talks about, 
And I think I, I, I think he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. And that's Keenan Allen. The dude's a fucking monster. It don't matter who he plays. Philip Rivers. He's playing with some rookie. Uh, he, he, he reminds me of Antoine Bolden in the fact he ain't super fast. He's got great hands. And he's got rack ability. Or yak, I'm sorry. Yak ability. And they're both good in the slot. Now, Keenan Allen's not as, he's not as tough as Antoine Bolden. Um, I mean, Antoine Bolden shattered his freaking jaw and played two weeks later or some crazy shit like that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that was why I loved Bolden. He was just, to me, he was like, Aquan Bolden was the NFL's version of Stone Cold. Like, dude was as tough as nails. And, I mean, everybody always said Larry Fitzgerald was better, but, I mean, guess who's got the Super Bowl ring? Bolden does, not Fitzgerald. Yeah. I mean, Fitzgerald's almost 40. He's still playing, trying to get that Super Bowl ring. Yep. Um,. But I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Uh, again, rolling with my boy Keenan Allen out at wide receiver. And I think Herbert, I believe that's his name, ain't it? Yeah. Uh, Herbert is, a, I, I think, a star in the making. I definitely see the talent there as well. Uh, plus, if Chargers win and the Eagles lose... The Eagles jump the Chargers in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> so, next, we have the Washington football team. They'll always be the Redskins to me. <laughs> hey, man, you're going to get sued. <laughs> Don't say that over the mic. It's the Washington football team against the San Francisco 49ers. All right. Um, I got to think about this one for a sec. I know they're both the same record, um, but I think Washington's still playing for something. San Francisco's not doesn't have much of a chance. Um, well, I mean, they can, they can slip in that wild card if they end up 9-7. They could. Remember, they added a, another wild card. Yeah, wild card and San now. Francisco has been banged up. If they can survive and win out. So, yeah, you're right. They're still playing for a little something. San Francisco's definitely the slightly better team if they can just get healthy. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and pick San Francisco. Well, I'm, I'm going to pick the Washington football team. Eagles division rival. Because of Alex Smith, I love a feel-good story, and that's a feel-good story. I mean, the guy almost died. Having all these surgeries from, uh, what was that injury, a fibula or something like that. He just snapped his leg. Uh, it's a feel-good story. And, you know, let's see, it was our rival, and we're, we're done. So, I mean, why not go for a feel-good story? Hopefully they'll win our division and be crushing the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make you feel real good. <laughs> I'm taking the Washington football team. All right. Saints versus the Birds. The, the Birds? 
Please. They ain't the only birds. Yeah, uh, this one's pretty, as much as I want the Saints to lose as a Packers fan, because then uh, that puts Packers in first place in the NFC. This one's not even going to be close. Eagles got nothing to play for except for a higher draft pick, which means they need to lose. Uh, and Saints got to win every game because Packers are chomping at their heels. Saints got to pull this one out, so I'm picking Saints. Even though I know I'm probably going to be totally wrong on this. Saints still playing Taysom Hill. He's not elite. He's not, he doesn't scare me. Not like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and all these other guys. You're going to pick them? I'm going to pick my no Eagles. No way. I'm going to pick my Eagles. Hopefully that defense steps up. Stupid pick. As, you're probably right. <laughs> I won't even argue. I won't even argue. <laughs> Stupid pick. I'm taking the Eagles. All right. <laughs> I... I hope that you're right. I pray that you are right. Oh, because then put Packers in first place in the NFC. And, you know, I have to admit, when Eagles played us, their defensive line, if I could trade Packers D-line even up for Eagles D-line, oh, my God, we would be a Super Bowl team right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a monster D-line. <laughs> it's wasted. It is wasted. Uh, but my, my, again, my thing is, if it was Drew Brees playing, no shot. But with Taysom Hill playing, you can't tell me. We'll, 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 we got a little bit of a shot. It might not be much, but it, I mean. Yep. Uh, next we got the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Buffalo Bills. Now here's a matchup I've been looking forward to because I'm like, are the Pittsburgh Steelers finally going to lose a freaking game? Like, they're so overrated. They keep winning all these close games and stuff. And, you know, maybe I'm not giving them the respect that they deserve. Uh, I just never been a big fan of Big Ben. And I've always been a huge fan of the way uh, of Mike Tomlin and the way that the Steelers run their organization. And I've always been kind of baffled that, you know, they stuck with Big Ben the way they have, considering, uh, you know, I'm from Ohio, definitely have some inside information on on Big Ben, um, have interacted with him personally, uh, haven't, like, had a conversation or anything, but uh, I tried, and, you know, didn't work out too well. Didn't work out so well because you know <laughs> he's bigger and better, and you know not he's better than everybody. Uh, and, and I tend to get that out of a lot of people who have also interacted with him. Uh, he's definitely got a and holier than now sort of attitude. Thinks he can get away with everything, and I think he got away with some illegal things in his life. So you know I, I just don't don't like the guy. All right. Um, so for that reason, Steelers are finally gonna lose a game. I hope. And they lost know, last week. They did lose. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. They lost to Washington. Oh snap! Yeah. I didn't even pay attention to that. Well, either way, I, I, I'm picking the Bills. They're gonna stack losses because Bills are playing for something. You know, um, they got a chance to prove that they can stack up well against 
uh, a top team. And Josh Allen is the future of the a Bills. Stud. He is a stud. I want to see him develop and and beat Big Ben one on one. I'd love to see that. Um, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm just like you. I don't like Ben. I know. I know people who have had the same situations you did. Tried to talk to him or whatever. He was Steelers fan. Yeah, ben just told me to F off, basically. That being said, this is about, you know, getting the pick right here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh because I believe in their defense. Um, and I've watched quite a few games of Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is a good quarterback. I don't think he's great. I don't think he'll ever be great. Um, and from what I've seen, he struggles against great defenses, and that is why I'm taking Pittsburgh. Fair enough. And also, kind of like the Packers and the Patriots and, and, and the Chiefs, also the Steelers, at least when they're having a good season, how often do they lose two games in a row? It's not often. Yeah. I agree there. You usually don't see them stack losses. In fact, they're probably going to win, but I'm still picking with the Bills because that's who I want to win. Last but not least, the Baltimore Ravens against the Cleveland Browns. Well, guess what, guys? We're from Ohio. And... This is the first time in I can't remember how long Cleveland's legit. Baker Mayfield is living up to his little this is my home commercials. They're pretty funny, but I, I think he needs to focus on football in my opinion. Either way, I actually think the Browns can win this game. They've got the defense to match up with Lamar Jackson. There's a recipe out there to beat Lamar now. And I don't see Lamar evolving. He looks like a deer in the headlights. He looks like a ghost in these interviews. He's like lost. He has no answers for his own play. Basically, he says, I got overwhelmed by the Blitz. <laughs> well, are, are you getting better? Are you working on that? I, I, I don't hear any of that coming out of him in his responses. And guess what? Browns are pretty damn good at rushing the passer. Especially that boy, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is my one of my favorite players in all of the NFL. That guy is a monster. And Same here. The fact that he had to get suspended for a season. Oh, man. I, I could have freaking... I, I wish that... Uh, who was it he swung on? Pittsburgh's backup quarterback. Yeah. I, I wish that he would have, like, bashed his skull in and had a reason to get suspended. That's what made me a Miles Garrett fan. I said, I want you on my football team. I <laughs> yeah. want you on my football team, The amount team, of bro. passion, like, and it's funny because you know he's not a dirty player. He just had so much passion that he had to snap. And the dude said something really shady to him, by the way. Yeah, he can deny it all at once. But you can't say the N-word. You, you deny all you want. I, yep. I know Miles Garrett would not respond that way. He is a teddy bear, man. 
he is just a kind-hearted, loving person, and he plays with tenacity and heart. And, you know, I, I'm picking the Browns to win this game because mostly of Miles Garrett and the fact that I kind of like what Baker Mayfield's doing. Um, I, I don't necessarily like everything about make, Baker Mayfield, but the fact that he says no more to all the losing and all the negativity, and he lives up to it, that earns some credit in my book. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I, I, I think that uh, he needs to worry less about commercials. Bro, you ain't Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is way funnier than you, dude. Like, you try to be like Aaron Rodgers and you just make yourself look like an ass. I, I don't think they're that funny. His Aaron Rodgers' commercials are hilarious. Yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, this boy Baker, no. Right. And, and what you were saying, the best season that you've probably ever seen him, uh, that's going to depend on what they finish because um, I believe it was in 07 when they had uh, that receiver from Michigan and then Kellen Winslow. They went 10-6, and six, but they missed the playoffs. That's how loaded the AFC was that year. They went 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they got a chance to have it, to technically have a better team. Um, there's three games left, or four games left. Um, so, I mean, as long as they win at least two games, I mean, this is, yeah, this is be the best game. team they've had since, I haven't watched football in 19 years now, and it'll be the best team they've had. Still, uh, a, still a tough game, it's an interdivision game. Yeah. Uh, um, and you, you got Steelers still leading that division, but not for long if, you know, they keep losing and, uh, Ravens and Browns keep winning. Right, and uh, I'm taking Baltimore. I like uh, I like Lamar Jackson. Um, he reminds me of Vic, just not quite as good of an arm as Vic, but he reminds me of Vic with his running ability. And I mean, when and that boy gets it going, and I think I think the Ravens be a better football team once they get once J.K. Dobbins gets it going, because that's who drafted J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Ohio State's running back from last year. Yeah. Um, I think once he gets rolling. Guess who picked up Mike Weber? Packers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think once J.K. gets rolling, number one, he's going he's to be a top five back. And number two, uh, it's going to be better for Lamar. And then uh, he'll have Hollywood down the football field. But, uh yeah, uh, I'm taking Ravens. And, uh, that, that, I believe that concludes the show, Dan. Unless you got something you want to throw in. Man, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> like, I already, my brain is stirring. Because uh, I can think of all this stuff like I want to do to maybe step up a game a little bit and get better. But yet at the same time, I'm like, for being our very first show, I think we did pretty good. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit some of this, so uh, I hope to not make it too bad. I'm not gonna cut out everything, guys. I just want to cut out some of the silences and stuff because I I wanted to make it 
as natural and as live for the audience as possible. Because eventually we're going to try doing some live podcasts. We just need to practice. Episode yep. number one, we're still working out all the kinks, all the bugs, but I appreciate anybody who wants to listen. We, uh, we encourage your feedback. Um, give us any suggestions you might like. Shoot us an email. I'm going to get us an email address going. It'll probably be coddan at gmail.com. C-O-D-D-A-N at gmail.com. Unless that's taken, which I highly doubt. Uh, But you uh, can probably assume that it won't be. If not, I'll give you an update in the next episode. This is Cod Dan Radio, tuning out.